is so many people feel that you've got your home life and you've got your office life and you keep them separate. And I'm, I'm sure some people cringe at me saying this, but why feel like you have to have this separation? If living your life like that means you can live in the place you want to live and experience the things you want to experience and you work your work into it, why not do it? And so I really respect um, how he has chosen to live his life like that. You're listening to Business in Board Shorts, the only podcast dedicated to coastal entrepreneurs and business owners. Let's dive right into this week's episode. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Tell listeners where you are located. So I am in uh, Hanalei Bay, Kauai. Um, for those of you who don't know where it's located, it's uh, the North Shore of Kauai, just a few miles before the end of the road. And you split that time up. You, you're in Hawaii, but then you're also in New Mexico, right? That's correct. Yeah, I was doing uh, kind of 50% in each location. Uh, now I'm a little bit more um, kind of leaning towards spending time in Hawaii, probably about, I would say, eight months out of the year here, and then four months in New Mexico with a lot of trips in between uh, to go back to uh, check on the company and, and seeing how things are going. Talk about the vibe between when you started in San Francisco and then New Mexico and Hawaii and just kind of compare contrast. What would you say the vibes like in those different areas? Yeah, God, so different. So when I was living in the San Francisco Bay Area, I spent really most of my uh, professional, we'll call it working career, living uh, in the Bay Area, working for tech companies. And, you know, there's a certain level of uh, intensity that goes along with that. A uh, mm-hmm. lot, lot of travel, going overseas. Um, definitely not very glamorous, though. I just, uh, just, just kind of a meat grinder. And when I left my last company about ooh, 12 years ago, decided I wanted to change. And so I love so many aspects of the Bay Area, but uh, decided I wanted to kind of go through a readjustment and some would say detoxification of my life and and ended up uh, moving to spending more time and moving to Taos, New Mexico. And randomly, the way I discovered Taos is um, after I left my last job, I started storm chasing. Uh, I was going into the Central Plains, driving from the Bay Area to the Central Plains to go chase tornadoes. Kept driving through New Mexico and discovered this little town of Taos and uh, liked the the vibe there, the mountain town vibe. And um, yeah, so ended up setting up shop there and ended up uh, creating, growing my business there. But it's a really nice balance. You know, you ask about the the differences between the places. Really nice balance between uh, being in kind of a, a dry, high desert mountain town and a beach town. Uh, when you come to a place like this, where it's hotter, more humid, you can jump in the water whenever you want. Uh, but but it is a good balance. And what did you do in San Francisco? What what businesses were you running there? So the last company I was at, I was at Google. Uh, I started back the beginning of two thousand and two. And we had, gosh, it was a small company back then. We had about 100 employees or so. Um, I built the business development team at Google, uh, grew it to a a fairly large team. We're bringing in a big chunk of revenue for the company. Uh, When I left in 2009, we had 35,000 people working at Google. I think Google has 100,000 people now or something like that. So it's it's far outgrown itself since when I was there. Um, But that was the last company I was at. So I was there for about seven years Uh, prior to that. I was at a or a co-founder of a company called Gloss.com. Uh, we sold high-end beauty products online, and 
Um, this was, it may not sound like a big deal now, but this was back in the day in the late 90s when you couldn't get, you know, Amazon wouldn't sell beauty products. And so we were the first company to, to really focus on selling those products online. Um, and we sold the company after two years to Estee Lauder. And, uh, and then prior to that, I was at Netscape, the original browser company. So uh, pretty much everything I've done in my career, again, has been kind of te tech-centered in some way. And then how did you get started with, in the deodorant space and, and building humble brands? Yeah. So when I left Google and I ended up moving to New Mexico, again, as part of that kind of detoxification process, I started... I, I've always led a fairly healthy life, but I really wanted to try to kind of cleanse myself. And so I um, started reading about all the different uh, environmental factors that we have in our lives that can cause issues, uh, negative issues to us, uh, you know, what we eat, uh, the realization that what we put on our body is as important as what we put in our body, um, a very high percentage, whether it's your, uh, in your arms, uh, legs, I think about 60% gets absorbed into your body. Um, on your armpits and your feet and other areas, uh, sublingually underneath your tongue, uh, nearly 80 to 90% of what goes there gets absorbed into your body. And so um, I, and as part of that process of discovery, started reading about the, the growing connection between traditional antiperspirants and uh, all these health issues people were experiencing, anything from Alzheimer's disease to breast cancer to lymph node cancer. And um, decided that I just wanted to rid myself and my life of using traditional antiperspirants. And so I tried the products that were out there at the time, the, the natural deodorants, and honestly, none of them worked well for me. Uh, they were a sticky mess. I would smell after an hour. And so I just went in my kitchen and started mixing. And uh, the, the initial base, uh, thinking around the base ingredients were uh, cornstarch, if you ever remember when you were in high school, you play with cornstarch, you add a little bit of water to it, it becomes kind of this gelatinous substance. And so I knew cornstarch is good at absorbing moisture, baking soda is good at neutralizing scent. And so I started with that, um, made a concoction of that, put it in my armpits, and it kind of worked pretty well, but it was like a, a flat loaf of bread at the end of the day, right? So not very appealing. And then I started adding binding agents to it, different waxes. Um, different types of oils and giving it to family and friends to try. And it took about six months to come out with the original formula that I started working well. And, and so I started selling it uh, or giving it away rather with, uh, with my name on it, Jeff's pit butter. And it was this caricature of my face and, you know, armpit butter. And, and then uh, about six years ago, decided to, to get serious with the business. And so rebranded to humble brands. And uh, that's, that's kind of the, the road that took us to where we are now. And looking through your website, it looks like you you obviously have the deodorant side, but then is there also, uh, I see lip balm and then like kind of like a lifestyle. So is that, is, do you want to go more into that in the years to come? Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of the lifestyle is kind of showing lifestyle photography of using our products. But if we take a look at the, the product sets we have, so we have the original formula of deodorant. Um, we have our vegan sensitive skin version. We found a certain percentage of the population has a sensitivity to baking soda. And so we've replaced the baking soda with uh, magnesium hydroxide, which is a very safe inert chemical derived from seawater. And we replace the beeswax with candelia wax, which is uh, extracted from a, a southwestern plant. So we have that line. We also have our CBD deodorant. Uh, we're the first company to come out with CBD deodorant. We have our lip balm. 
Uh, we're excited to uh, announce, and this is the, the, the first place I'm actually mentioning it, uh, we're coming out with a whole line of soap products um, in just the next couple of weeks. And so it's a high-end uh, bar soap that is uh, cold-pressed, which is kind of the old European way to process soap and to manufacture soap. So we'll be coming out that, with that in a couple of weeks. And then we have a bunch of other things in the queue um, getting into Q1 and Q2 of next year. There's two things I love, catching rays and catching new business. But getting tan is a lot easier than getting your business found online. If you're struggling to get new customers from your website, let my decade of experience work for you. Surf on over to callmect.com and fill out a quick form. I'll be sure to answer as soon as I get back from the beach. Where would you say you want to see Humble two or three years down the road? I see us going in uh, potentially more of a home direction. Um, so I could see, you know, maybe a, a line of uh, very safe uh, home cleaning products. We could do that. Uh, nothing, nothing confirmed yet, but we're playing around with different formulations there. Um, and really just a lot of uh, a continuation of the expansion, though, of uh, things that are important to people in their morning routine. You can just imagine what you go through in the morning as you're getting ready and the different types of things you do uh, and kind of expanding into, into some of those products. Um, you know, what, what it, it is a competitive space, but I feel one of the things that makes us different um, is we use the simplest set of ingredients possible in what we're doing, though. And so um, I had the opportunity when I was at Google to spend a little bit of time with Yvonne Chouinard, the founder of Patagonia. And one of the things he said really stuck with me, and that was when they develop, when most companies develop a product, they uh, add more and more bells and whistles to the product until you're left with this Swiss army knife of a, of a thing. But oftentimes it doesn't do that one thing really well. It does a lot of things kind of in a mediocre way. And so what they do at Patagonia is they try to strip away as much as they can from the product until they're left with the bare essence of what the thing should do. And then they're ready to launch it. And I, I love that approach. And so um, if you were to take a look at, for example, other natural deodorant companies out there, um, I compiled a list of them recently. Um, the, 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 the smallest set of ingredients I saw was uh, 11 ingredients up to 27 ingredients. We've got four ingredients plus the essential oils. So one could say five ingredients in ours. And you don't need filler in products. You don't need um, something to add color to the product. You know, you don't need all these uh, chemical preservatives in products. And so, um, yeah. So anyway, to answer your question, though, if, if, imagine that ethos being applied towards uh, other um, uh, kind of health and body type products and potentially eventually some uh, some home products as well. What would you say is the most influential? This could be business or personal. Yeah. Uh, most influential book that you've read? You know, it, it again goes back to Yvonne Chouinard. So uh, his Let My People Surf book, uh, it, it is a great book if you haven't read it, uh, but his philosophy on kind of life, on business and how to run a business, you know, he was, he, he himself will consider himself the, the most likely, unlikely rather person to have started a business. He was all about rock climbing and surfing 
and uh, just kind of fell into things by initially creating um, various uh, elements and devices for rock climbing. And, and there was a growing demand at that point in time. And he just started feeding that demand and the business came out of it. So I really enjoy um, kind of the, the path that he's taken. The other actually, which is kind of interesting and, and on the other side of the spectrum, I would say, um, would be uh, Richard Branson, you know, from, from Virgin, right? And so he wrote a book a number of years ago called Losing My Virginity. And uh, one of the things I really like and respect about what he does is so many people feel that you've got your home life and you've got your office life and you keep them separate. And I'm, I'm sure some people cringe at me saying this, but um, I, I think it, there's a way to, to merge the two. And he owns an island in the Caribbean called Necker Island. And he goes to Necker Island and he'll go scuba diving, he'll go sailing in the morning, and then he'll take calls in the afternoon and and why not live your life like that? Um, why feel like you have to have this separation? If living your life like that means you can live in the place you want to live and experience the things you want to experience and you work your work into it, why not do it? And so I really respect um, how he has chosen to live his life like that. What's the best business advice you ever received? Hire well, definitely. I'm sure we hear that a lot. But then, and this is something I hadn't really thought of before. I think a lot of times as people, you we, we get in this set and forget mode. You've got people in a position in a company and you feel like, all right, they're in their, their place, they can do their job and you just march forward. And, um, and you, know, you keep them in that position for years and years. And when you're a growing, and that may work if they wanna stay in that position when you're a large, well-established company. When you're a growing brand, um, things change, needs change, desires change for the company all the time. And so the one piece of advice I got, which um, I try to adhere to, I don't always, but every six to nine months, take a look at the organizational structure when you're a growing company and take a look at the people who are in those positions and see if they're still the right people for those positions and see if they like being in those positions. It's a, there's a good chance that um, you may have to do some reshuffling and moving people in different roles, perhaps pulling people in from the outside, but, but do it more often than you think. Don't assume that you set and forget for a couple of years and everyone just continues doing what they're doing. And, and I found that to be really good advice. Best life advice? Do what you're passionate about. Uh, if we're talking about work, you know, especially, uh, we spend so much time at work or with work or people at work, you know, embrace your passions. And it, it always is sad to me when I see people who are just miserable at what they do just because they have a big paycheck coming in. And, you know, the, the other bit of advice is, uh, which kind of goes along with that, don't work too hard though also. You know, people always say when you're on your deathbed, um, you're never going to say, I wish I worked harder. You're going to say, I wish I spent more time with family. I wish I played and enjoyed life more. And so don't let your life pass you by before you adopt that philosophy as well. Beautiful. Well said. Where can my listeners check you out online? Yeah. So uh, they can go to humblebrands.com. Uh, we have lots of good information uh, on the company there, our story, our uh, kind of corporate ethos, uh, what we're doing from a sustainability perspective. And of course, our products are on there. So probably the, the best information on Humble Brands, or 
if you want, you can, uh, of course, go to Instagram as well to, to see the latest, just humble brands on Instagram and see the latest of what, uh, of what we've got going on. Thank you very much for coming on yeah. and much success to you here and in the future. And let's definitely stay connected. Absolutely. Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me again. And um, if uh, you have any more questions, always feel free to reach out. We got we to gotta get you some of our product too, to get you some of the natural deodorant that really works. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you so much. You're still here? Well, while well, I have you, if you found today's episode valuable or useful, I would love if you could head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. It really helps to expand the reach of the podcast. And if not, then just forget the last 10 seconds. Thanks. Talk to you next week.